welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business with the best possible customer service that you could desire. Two Rivers Ford has the Built for You program, which you can find out more about at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Tell you more about their offer for you in the midst of this March Madness later on in our show. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of A to Z Sports Primetime, can be found at GaryAshton.com. And you know that satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs can be found courtesy of Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's where you go. Tell you more about what they can do for you later on when we get to the bounce back. So, a lot of good stuff to get into. And the AFC, as we've talked about, this is not the first time that we've spent time discussing how crazy the NFL offseason has been, right? It's been a completely smothering news cycle, whether it was Tom Brady coming back right before the Super Bowl or Aaron, or rather Tom Brady retiring right before the Super Bowl and then coming back 40 days later. You've got Aaron Rodgers and everything that went in, all the drama, all the angst, all the, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, all the waste of time for Aaron Rodgers ultimately to end up in Green Bay. But then you have all the trades, nine, I mean, nine trades in total, in the last month, only one of those moved a player who was featured in the AFC to the NFC. The rest have been intra-AFC or guys coming from the NFC to the AFC. So I want to talk about this stacked deck that the Tennessee Titans now find in front of them. I think that the field is as competitive as it's ever been. And for the teams that have been at the top, certainly in the last five years, let's say, there are some vulnerabilities that I think a lot of Titans fans will be happy to see. We will get into that, and I think that we should start with your Two Rivers Ford take, as a matter of fact. Who are the top five teams in the AFC? Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, if you want to include the Titans in there, you are more than welcome to do so. Who do you believe to be the top five of the, what is it, 16 that lie in this side of the bracket. Let me know your five, and we'll talk about it together. I, of course, will give you my five as well. Do that on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And as you do, I'll tell you about the people who make your take possible. That's Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go to find out about the Built For You program. The Built For You program, if you didn't know, allows you to select any Ford vehicle, any of their quality American-made Ford vehicles, select any color that you would like your vehicle to be painted in, and any customizable accessories that that particular vehicle comes with. You can get the car built for you and delivered directly to your door. It's like Amazon except for a Ford Explorer, which is exactly what I did, Two Rivers Ford. Dot com is where you can find out more about the Build For You program. And if a car comes in on the lot that you guys are wanting, all you have to do is give one of the salespeople, one of the non-commissioned salespeople at Two Rivers Ford a call, and they will keep an eye out for the vehicle that you desire when it arrives on the lot. It's one of the state's largest inventories, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online 
at tworiversford.com. So, what is the situation? What do you, who do you believe to be the top five teams in the AFC post, let's say, I mean, it's not been two weeks of free agency. It's been about a week, been about a week and a day of free agency, which is crazy to think about, right? That's, it's only a week truly since free agency has been active and open, but we have seen some seismic shifts in the balance of power. Um, for let's see, let's go through some of these answers here. Um, for Mark Jones, and I assume this is in order top to bottom, Mark. And if it's not, let me know. Uh, he says Titans, Bills, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs as his top five. Jay Street simply giving us two. He believes the Chiefs and the Chargers are at the top of the heap. MB says that's a hard question, Buck, because it all comes down to matchups, i.e., who's playing who. And that's absolutely so, right? Matchups are critical. And we know at this point, we know what the opponents are going to be for every team. And it's a tough, you know, I'm not going to ask you guys to pull up every AFC team schedule and go through it and say, all right, who comes out on the top? I'm just saying from a, let's look at it. Let's look at it this way, MB, because uh, I think I, and I appreciate that you're, that you're providing layers to the question, but to keep things simple, I guess who are the top five the, the, the proper question, the way that I should have asked it, is who are the top five most talented teams in the AFC at this point? That, I think, is the more appropriate question for the answer that I'm looking for, right? Because you're correct. Like, we don't know what the draft is going to bear out. We don't know how that's going to apply to the matchups. We don't know how injuries are going to factor in, right? So for the purposes of, for the purposes of this conversation, the Five most talented teams in the AFC probably is the better way to go about that. For Chris Frazier, it's the Bills. He he says Oakland, but he means Las Vegas. Denver, Titans, and KC. Titans, Fox. Broncos, Titans, Bills, Bengals, and Dolphins, unfortunately. I, I, would, I would strongly contest the Dolphins' notion because of who is still playing quarterback for them. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of quality options to choose from from a talent standpoint. So uh, <laughs> Titan Fox has already answered the more appropriate question. Well, either way, you know, I, I think that, I think that talent is the thing that we're talking about right now. So talent should be the measuring stick by which we have this conversation. So when you kind of dive into this, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to take Miami off the list because Miami um, has two Tonga Valoa quarterback. And I don't know who their backup is, but I'm not certain that it's a better situation. And for Tua, he's just there's there are some critical flaws in what he is as a passer that limit even an offense that is constructed as explosively as humanly possible. But but when you have that conversation, you also have to understand that Mike McDaniel, their head coach, has been working with a quarterback with significant limitations uh, and making it to Super Bowls and NFC, well, Super Bowl singular and NFC championship games, plural, with, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo coming from the San Francisco 49ers. Why are you still talking about Miami, says Hooligan? It's fair. Let me shut up about Miami. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves is to his backup. Interesting. Um, well, not really, actually, as a matter of fact, not terribly interesting. But who are the top five? most talented teams in the AFC at this juncture. This started a lot of conversation because Bart Scott, who of course played for the Ravens and the Jets throughout the course of his career, I don't think Bart played anywhere else. Anyway, he's on ESPN now. He's doing commentary 
And Bart lets his opinion be known. And Bart's opinion on who the top five most talented teams in the AFC are at this point through the first couple of waves of free agency, I thought were laugh out loud funny when I saw the clip going around on television. The AFC champions, you put them number one, they look like they're going to be good. But, I mean, somebody help me out here. Where what, are the what, Chiefs? What, what are we missing? In the top five in the AFC. Me and Bart don't like each other because we fight a lot. I just hate your takes. You hate my takes. Because there's two teams here that you're missing. First of all, Who am I the, missing? the Chiefs. They are oh, the okay, only okay. team. They're they are the only team besides the Patriots that's had a top ten defense the last three seasons. Okay? You, you, you think that defense is going to be top ten? Yeah, the Honey Badgers no longer. It, it's okay. That, were this, was that defense exposed in the playoffs? Did I not watch Kansas yeah, City have a receiver go for two, three hundred yards? The, the last there, I yeah. checked, too, Derrick Henry still plays in Tennessee, and they were the number one team in the AFC without him when he was in play. That's true. How do you miss the Tennessee Titans in here? Have you who seen have, Ryan Tannehill? Who now is going to have I didn't hear you say. My, I didn't hear you say. College guy. I, didn't hear any, I didn't hear you say anything about coaching. Nothing. Nothing Ooh. at all about coaching. Okay. You, got like, you got a first-year head coach yep. on the list. Andy yeah, Reid, it. Like, it seems like every year he's playing in a conference championship game. doesn't matter where he is. So defense I, is optional, right? Does defense not matter? Well, was that team not exposed by the Bengals? 38 was, that team, was that team not exposed by the Bills? Has Mike Grable had a losing season Bills. yet? No. I think what we've learned Has here. Has he figured out how to make that team really good when their roster isn't even that okay, exceptional? They got Ryan yes. Tannehill, and they, and they doubled down they on They have Ryan and Tannehill, and, and they still go as far as they now do. Now they have Matty Ice. I think what we've I learned think. here is what we said at the beginning, that the I'm AFC right. has too many I'm teams. I'm always right. All right so, right. so wait, so this is five. So there's seven teams that make the playoffs. So who yeah. do you got? The Chiefs must be a wild card then. No, I got the I got the Colts because the Colts are going to win the division. You disagree with me over there. You're you not, got your I Boston Colts, brother. Listen, He's Colts the guy who anoints teams like, in March. That's you, what he does. And I, I'm always right. And the so, Baltimore, Ravens Baltimore Ravens always figure a way. Always figure a way. The Broncos will win the division, huh? Yeah, I got the Broncos winning the bit. Listen, we, we how, how have we not said that the that the Denver Broncos was a quarterback away? There's a lot. No, of, but like, did we not say that? Is that not what we said? The, Continuity has got to count for something. Oh man, come on! We just watched Matthew Stafford go over there. How about that continuity? Somewhere, well, he was the only new piece. Somewhere, like a new head coach, Patrick new Mahomes, quarterback, and Andy Reid. Clip this. Are chuckling my, at this list. Oh. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Where even to begin with uh, Bart Scott? <laughs> it's a really, really, like, our industry is unnecessarily governed by lists, right? There's a ton of lists. It's basic. All sports talk radio is, and, like, I'm not doing radio here. Obviously, we're doing a streaming show. There's two different things, but I do both and podcasts as well, but to operate in this medium, rankings and lists are how we fill our time between games, basically. But this, <laughs> this was exceptionally bad. I'm going to tell Bart's wrong, by the way. Like, let's just, let's start there. Diana, our friend, our Diana uh, Rossini from ESPN is correct. His takes, uh, Bart and I have the same representation. We both are, are at the same uh, <laughs> talent agency. So, I, I don't know Bart. I've never had the opportunity to meet Bart. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but his opinions are wretched. I think that the – I can't get over the explanation of the way that he was trying to defend himself. It's really, really bad. So I'm going to tell you who the top five most talented teams in the AFC are here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action, kids. 
in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Like, for example, for college basketball, you can join the action with the biggest tournament of the year in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Simply turn your team's victory into your own big win by placing a $5 bet as a new customer on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's just that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more that you, the more uh, legs you add, the more money that you can win. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, plug in the promo code A to Z Sports, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So, who are the top five most talented teams in the AFC? Bart Scott is wildly misinformed. Well, misinformed is probably incorrect, but he is uh, he's very, very much off base. Here is, and I will go in order for you based on how the uh, based on how I see these things playing out with the talent that they've added, understanding that the draft is yet to come and free agency is nowhere close to over. There will still be substantial ads. There's still many talented football players out on the market. But from top to bottom, talent-wise, I am going with the Buffalo Bills as the number one most talented team in football, the most talented quarterback, the most talented defense, the most talent, well, I won't say the most talented skill position players, but a good collection of skill position players to maximize that quarterback and added value of guys like Von Miller, who they put on a six-year deal. The Buffalo Bills are are the most talented team, probably in football, but certainly in the AFC. Then you cannot go anywhere else but the Kansas City Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the roster. Tyreek Hill is no longer there, we understand. Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, fantastic players, are very much still there. And the Chiefs, as I understand it, have 12 draft picks coming up. So they're going to be able to infuse that roster with a lot of new talent, young talent, that's going to help them keep this thing afloat and continue to find ways to win under a half a billion dollar quarterback. Then three, this is where things kind of get more complicated, but it is hard for me not to say, and as you understand, a lot of these things are dictated by quarterback play It is difficult to look anywhere but the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert on a rookie deal, with the acquisitions that they've made, a fun collection of skill position players there as well. Joey Bosa, now with the addition of Khalil Mack, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, the Chargers in the AFC West, the conference or the division rather of champions. They are the third best team in the AFC. Now, four was tough for me because I'm between the Raiders and the Broncos, and the difference there being the Raiders, I think, have, and by the way, Jayon Brown signed with the Raiders today, so his five-year tenure in Tennessee comes to an end. Best wishes to Jayon. I really enjoyed working with him while he was here. Uh, he's uh, he's going to he's going to a place where they need linebackers. So, but, you know, Jayon, Jayon doesn't much sway my opinion one way or the other on this. Although I I do think the Raiders played better defense throughout the course of the year. Now, I actually was texting with our buddy Jason Fitz at ESPN today because he's a diehard Raiders fan. 
And Fitzy was asking me about Jayon and, and saying that they are switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4, which is going to fundamentally change how guys like Max Crosby operate. So I'm going to, because of a new coaching staff there, even though Broncos the Broncos are similar, but they have Russell Wilson and, I think, one of the most underutilized collection of wide receivers and tight ends. The Denver Broncos are the fourth most talented team in the AFC. And after all of that, when you come down to it, I don't think there's any homer bias in me saying that the Tennessee Titans are the fifth most talented team in the AFC at this point, including Austin Hooper and Robert Woods. The Titans come in at five. The quarterback position, all four of the teams that I've named ahead of them, have superior quarterback situations. Nobody gonna, nobody's going to argue with me that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson are not better players at the position of quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. But what Ryan Tannehill has around him and what Ryan Tannehill has on defense are enough to make me think that this is still a hugely talented roster. Top to bottom, I think the Titans are the fifth most talented team in the AFC. Uh, the Raiders, I mean, really, truly, the Raiders with Devontae Adams, who's the best wide receiver in football, Darren Waller. Um, who else that, do they have at wide receiver? I feel like I'm I'm leaving somebody out at that position who deserves merit. But he, uh, I think that is the that should be the proper order of things. Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, two of those in the AFC West, and the Titans. At number five, that seems to be the most unbiased way to do the math on those things. Hunter Renfro is not who I was thinking of, but Hunter Renfro was productive. So credit to Hunter Renfro last year. Let me not uh, let me not discredit uh, the work that he was able to do. Buck, do you really uh, you really don't think the Bengals are a top five team? Um, no, uh, I don't. Over again, talent wise, talent wise, pre draft, I I don't. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's so. I would take um, I would take Joe Burrow probably over Ryan Tannehill. I would say, even though I think Joe Burrow still got still got some growing to do, and he's already you know a great player who's just playing in the Super Bowl this year. So let's not let's not get things twisted. Zay Jones is a no. Zay Jones is a Zay Jones is a, is a is a, uh, is a Jaguar, didn't he? Didn't he sign? He signed a deal with the Jags. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think that the Bengals are more talented than the Titans. Who would you rather have, Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL. Um, so would I want the Bengals offensive line, even as I understand they sign new parts and pieces and will draft new parts and pieces over the Titans offensive line? Uh, no, because I trust the Titans left tackle situation more. I trust the Bengals or the uh, Titans center position more. I think that those are two critical pieces of an offensive line. And I would say that even though both were bad units last year, I do still think that at the premium positions up front, you would favor Titans over Bengals. Defensively, I don't think it's close, right? Defensively, uh, there's no Jeff Simmons. There's no Danico Autry. There's no Harold Landry. There's no uh, Bud Dupree, who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Even as I th I know that Trey Hendrickson is a great player and has made a massive difference in their defense, and that defense was substantially improved, right? Defense played really, really well against the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC Championship game. So let, let me not take away from what the Bengals are, but still, I don't know that I think that's recent. I think what you guys are doing, um, I think what you guys are doing there is recency bias. Uh, as far as the Bengals are concerned, I know that they were just in the Super Bowl. Truly, I do. But the roster talent was not indicative of how far they made it. I think that you know sometimes it takes 
a team like the Bengals, who only scored 19 points in the divisional round, to have the quarterback on the other side throw three interceptions so that they can make it out of the divisional round, right? Uh, and listen, the things that happened happened, and they made it to the Super Bowl. Truly, all credit to them. But I, I do not, you know, when you go, like I said, we're doing talent. We're doing talent post-free agency. I think when you go position by position, Titans versus Bengals roster, wide receivers, uh, yes. I mean, I don't know that Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown, one is better than the other, right? I, I, I can't wait to see what Jamar Chase does, given that he's only going to be in year two, and A.J. Brown is heading into what? In year four uh, at this at this juncture in his career. So, you know, and when A.J.'s right, he's a top five player. Jamar Chase may well be in that conversation. Um, and, of course, they lost C.J. Uzoma, who, who went to the Jets. They got Hayden Hurst at tight end, who's not necessarily um, – any kind of a great player, not that CJ Uzoma was, but he was a better player at the position of tight end. Um, and like I said, defensively, I don't think it's close from a from a player to player comparison. Uh, understanding that they run different defenses, that there's there's different personnel, that there's different approaches, and all these different things that factor in. I would say to you that uh, that um, Anthony Hill says Cincinnati is better than Las Vegas and Denver. You know, I I would. I would hear the argument for Cincinnati over Denver from a talent standpoint, Anthony, outside of the quarterback position. Outside of the quarterback position, I would say, I would say that's so. Now, quarterback is a big deal, right? And by the way, like I think you're judging that, Anthony, based on what you haven't seen the Broncos skill players do because of how bad their quarterbacks have been, right? Think about, so a great example, we had this conversation today on the radio show about Robert Woods, like Robert Woods' career with the Bills, because he's been in the league, he's been in the league for 10 years. Now he's one of the game's best receivers. Um, from a technical standpoint, there are few better at their craft than Robert Woods. But Robert Woods' career in Buffalo, there was nothing to speak of, right? Because who were the quarterbacks for Robert Woods after he got drafted in the league? What would that have been? That would have been 2013 out of USC. You're talking about guys like EJ Manuel, Kyle Orton, Jeff Tool. Like I went through, I we je, we literally just did this exercise on the on the radio show today. That's the only reason I'm able to name Bills quarterbacks. And that's like it's a much longer list, right? There's some Tyrod Taylor in there with Buffalo. Robert Woods' career suffered because of a lack of proficient quarterback play. So when you talk about what the Broncos have you have seen and I'm not saying that the I, I still think that the even I think I think they're a bit top heavy with Chase I mean I love T Higgins truly I do I think the Tyler Boyd's a good player as well um I think they have a lot of fun players in in Cincinnati at wide receiver um but I do think I do think that the collection of them will end up proving to be better in Denver now that they have a legit quarterback right no more, no more. I mean, it's Brock Osweiler wasn't there, but like Drew Locke, right? No more Teddy Bridgewater. No more Drew Locke. No more who was the court. No more uh, Trevor Simeon, right? Like this is this is something that we haven't that we haven't quite seen from from uh, the Broncos, and I'm excited to see them. But what I do know is that they have a superior quarterback, even as Burrow, I'm sure will go on to have a tremendous career. Truly, I do. Um, and and maybe he ends up being career-wise better than Russ. We have no way to prove that. But right now, versus what Burrow's going to be in year three, Russ is is Russ going on Russ going on ten years in the NFL at this point. If uh, if my math is correct, probably more than ten years actually. 
As a matter of fact, I would say that I'm excited to see. I know what the Bengals have at quarterback and at wide receiver. Um, I know that I don't know. I know that they are hugely talented. I don't know what they're capable of in Denver with new coaching that's offensive minded. Remember that Vic Fangio was there as well. And and with the addition of Russell Wilson to help to help those guys produce at a higher level. I think that's going to be I think that's going to be the difference to me. Um but yeah, I I don't know that I would I don't know that I would take Cincinnati over any of those five teams um at this point. Top to just just from a talent perspective. Again, draft I don't I don't know that the draft will seismically shift my opinion on that cuz we don't know what these players are going to end up being. Um but uh, yeah, I think that I think right now as things stand through the first couple of waves of free agency, I think that makes the most sense. Uh, so let's move on and let's talk about a bit of a thirst trap since we're doing quarterback analysis kind of, you know, by extension right now. You guys, a lot of you guys got hot and bothered about Mike Vrabel being at Desmond Ritter's Pro Day today in Cincinnati, along with some other Titans offense, well, offensive and defensive coaches, because there's a couple of prospects at Cincinnati to give a look to. But the question that I want to ask you is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Uh, and by the way, producer Reed, it's Ritter, R-I-D-D-E-R, not R-I-T-T-E-R, if you could make that correction for me. Uh, Reed, I would greatly appreciate it. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Mike Vrabel and the Titan staffers at Desmond Ritter's Pro Day today. Let's talk about it on Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. The best in the business is available to you at GaryAshton.com. They are going to help you win with the Intel Edge that only the Ashton team can provide the intel that allows you to sell your house without any showings or staging, the intel that allows you to capitalize on your home equity right now and this red-hot Nashville and Middle Tennessee, frankly, real estate market. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress or to sell your home for more. Trust the best in the business. Trust the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, uh, at this point, big deal, little deal, no deal. Uh, Titan staffers, including quarterbacks coach uh, Pat uh, Pat O'Hara, Mike Vrabel, and um, I believe a couple. I believe Anthony Midget was there as well to uh, to scout one of their uh, defensive back prospects that I think is going to be an interesting. That is going to be an interesting pro. Do you consider that to be a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? Um, Steven Sider says, no deal. Probably hanging out with Luke Fickle, talking about the Ohio State days. And listen, Luke Fickle was the best man in Mike Vrabel's wedding. Nobody's going to have a better scouting report on the Cincinnati players than Mike Vrabel and the Titans coaching staff and scouting staff. I think that, uh, you know, I understand why there's a lot of quarterback thirst around this thing because Desmond Ritter at 26 sounds super appealing if you're planning for the future. But I would also say to you that you do have more pressing needs around the quarterback that you currently have. And while he's not Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, I would think that it would be more advisable to continue to try and max out the talent around him and, you know, wait if you're going to start looking at replacements, wait until the replacements in the draft are substantially better, which of course would come next draft cycle. Dom Odell says, no deal. The Titans don't want any of these QBs. Uh, well, you know, I, 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 you say that definitively, Dom. I don't, 
I don't know that to be so. I don't know that they don't want any of these QBs. It, I mean, if if the perfect situation arose for them to take a quarterback in a place that would not like outright hinder them in this in this year, understanding that rookie quarterback contracts are hugely valuable, and you you don't you want to avoid burning one year of those inexpensive deals if you can, because you want to try and fill in a, a roster around them. I would say first round is most certainly off the table unless one of these guys who has no business and there's not, I mean, there's probably only three first round quarterbacks this year. Um, pro days, you know, I, I don't think pro days are anything to like freak out about if anything changes through the pro day situation. Um, but, you know, to say definitively I that they don't want any of these quarterbacks, I would say that that's probably inaccurate. We don't know definitively that they don't want any of these quarterbacks. If somebody, if say, I mean, if, I don't know, if Malik Willis ended up in the fourth round, like you're going to take Malik Willis right now, there's no way that happens. Um, if Carson Strong goes undrafted or something, something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like they could well find a way to make the quarterback situation work. Um, but I, I, I would not anticipate them using a high round draft pick on a quarterback. So big deal, little deal, or no deal is the question that I'm asking you. I'll give you my answer momentarily. Philip Maddox says big deal because if their top three rank players are gone, what what is Philip? I'm not understanding what top three rank players means. Are you talking about top three ranked positions or top three ranked players? Cause you know, they're picking. Um, okay. Let me just read the, let me read the comment. And then Philip, you can tell me what you mean by top three rank. I don't understand what that means. Uh, he says big deal because if their top three ranked players are gone, they might consider a quarterback at 26. J Rob knows he needs his starting quarterback on a rookie deal going forward in 2023 to pay AJ and Jeff. Well, uh, again, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not sure what your, what your analysis of top three rank means. Uh, I, I'd appreciate some more context if you could provide it, Philip, and I'll, I'll talk to give you time to type that out if you want. Um, but you know, you don't necessarily need a quarterback on a rookie deal to pay AJ and Jeff. Now, would it help a hell of a lot? Sure. Sure. Of course it would. I mean, for God's sakes, the the chargers are, are paying everybody. Do you know that Austin Johnson former, what was, was, was Austin Johnson a second round pick? I think Austin Johnson was a second round pick, uh, by the Titans out of Penn state guy did nothing here. Like nothing of any kind of like real consequence went to the giants, apparently had a much better even though they they were terrible, uh, much better career with the Giants than he did with the Titans. Austin Johnson signed with the Chargers for seven million dollars a year. I saw that contract come across my timeline the other day, and I it, that made my jaw drop more than Aaron Rodgers getting fifty million dollars a year. And like it made me, I, I got, I in fact, I got texts from a couple of former Titans players being like, "Did you see the Austin Johnson deal? How the hell am I not making more money if Austin Johnson's getting seven million dollars a year?" And admittedly, like I don't know what Austin Johnson did with the Giants. I, I have no, I have no clue. I did not watch much Giants football this year, fortunately for for my sake, because um, there's not much worth watching in New York either. New York team, but I had to watch the Jets because the Titans played at New York, and I went um, as I do all the road games. But uh, Austin Johnson making the charge of paying everybody because you know, okay, <laughs> think about it this way: you know who's going to make the same on an average annual salary? This year on the Chargers, Austin Johnson, seven mil a year, two years, 14, Justin Herbert. Austin Johnson and Justin Herbert are, are from an average annual standpoint in the year of the Lord or the year, I mean, whoever your Lord is or Lord S, whatever, you know, I don't care what your political or it's not political, whatever, what 
whatever you have faith in, whoever your higher power is, and if you don't have a higher power, whatever, I don't care. Uh, in the year of the Rona, let's say, 2022, that Austin Johnson and Justin Herbert would be making the same amount of money is outrageous by any standard of NFL financials. Like, crazy to me. So because they have Justin Herbert for seven, they can pay, they can pay everybody. They can pay everybody they want. They can sign J.C. Jackson and, you know, I mean, Derwin James is on a rookie contract. Joey Bosa's obviously gotten paid. They can trade for a Khalil Mack contract because the quarterback makes $7 million a year, which is bad shit crazy. Insane to think about. Um, but yeah, I, again, to here's here's what I'll say about the about the Desmond Ritter situation. I think it's a little deal. I think I think that it's I I don't think it's irrelevant. Like I don't think Mike Vrabel, and I know some of this stuff is gaslighting. Um, I know some of this stuff is gaslighting, right? You you show up at a pro day or you never have one of your top 30 interviews with a prospect and you end up drafting him after having never had a conversation with the coach and the GM, right? Um, some, some of this stuff is just smoke screens and lying season and all these different things in between. But, um, I think, uh, I think that when you, I think that when you really distill it, it's, it's a little deal. It's a little, and they may end up taking players from Cincinnati. Like it doesn't have to be Desmond Ritter, but Desmond Ritter obviously was the featured player at the pro day. It's a little deal, small deal. Uh, uh, you must be a Tannehill fanboy, says Yogi. We're not even talking about, we're not even talking about Ryan Tannehill. What, What happened there, Yogi? Uh, unless you're not talking to me, which is entirely possible. It's, it drives me it drives me insane. I don't understand why there's not a way because they put all this is this is way inside baseball, like in, inside show baseball. But the only complaint that I have, um, the only complaint that I have with the uh, with the scenario with the program that we use is that they put all four of the streaming, services the streaming platforms comments in one column for me to read and it doesn't tell me uh it doesn't tell me when you guys are arguing with one another when you're talking to me anyway uh chris frazier says teron davenport from jared ritter is they top choice what is that i mean i'm gonna assume i'm assume assume that you mean that teron said that desmond ritter is their top choice top choice at quarterback uh sure I mean, he he would make the most sense of the quarterbacks that are out there that are available to them. That doesn't mean that it's a big deal, right? Like I and and listen, TD, uh, I'm not I'm not disputing what TD is saying. It may well be the case. I I don't I have not heard that. Had not heard that. But from a schematic standpoint, from what they want to do, from the time that they have uh, to develop. Oh, you're saying, well, who are you saying said it, Chris? Because now you're saying Jared Stillman. Who did Teron say this or did Jared say this? Because I love Jared, but there's a it's a much different level of credibility uh, between those two people. <laughs> and like, like I said, Jared's, Jared's a friend. Like I, I, I like to screw with him on the, I like to uh, give him a hard time on the internet, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's a difference between Jared saying that and, and Teron saying that respectfully to Jared. Uh, if, uh, if chatters are talking among themselves, they should be including at chat. Well, we can MB, I appreciate you trying to, to provide some etiquette to the show, but it's, it's not going to make any difference. People are still going to argue amongst themselves. Uh, but yes, that would make my life a lot easier. What are you going to do? All right, let's move on to the bounce back candidate. Let's wrap our uh, let's wrap our show for the week. Wrap up, wrap the primetime show. Still have radio and a podcast to do tomorrow. Which, by the way, new six one five sessions podcast going to be in your feeds tomorrow by uh, what would we say, producer Reed? By five p.m. 
tomorrow, I think would be is a is a fair timetable. They're usually out by five, provided that I give Reed what he needs in an adequate time frame. So if it's late, it's my fault. Um, but that will be in your A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed tomorrow, as will the radio show at uh at uh at 10 a.m. on 104.5 the zone. Anyway, Brian Mac bounce back. Who needs to bounce back in sports the most this week? Let me know. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about the people who make the bounce back possible. That, of course, is Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business. They will put you in a position to succeed with all of the work that they can do. Commercial, residential, Brymac has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, who needs to bounce back in sports this weekend? Arkansas bounced back into the Elite Eight. That's a big win for that program. The lone SEC team remaining in March Madness. Uh, this this bracket situation is going to be a complete and total train wreck at this point because already in the early games, Michigan is out. Arkansas advances over Gonzaga. Villanova uh, beats Michigan. You still have Texas Tech and Duke getting ready. Actually, Texas Tech and Duke, um, that should have tipped off by now. It doesn't look like that game started. And Houston and Arizona is the late game tonight. So those uh, those games today, I mean, Arkansas showing up for for the uh, for the Elite Eight, that's huge, man. Truly is huge. That's That's such a massive upset for a program that, I mean, they've always had, well, not always, but they have been consistently a good basketball school in the history of their program. To to get to an Elite Eight, um, I don't know if that's the furthest. I, I'm sure that's not the furthest that an Arkansas team has made it. But I, I don't know that to be so. I, I'm, I, I know that they have been historically a good program. I do not know their tournament history. But again, something that we can uh, that we can talk about at another point. Later in the uh, later in the bracket, once we get down to the final four and the uh, and the championship game, then we can have a conversation about college basketball that I think people will be more engaged in. Um, Baker Mayfield says Chris Frazier. Yes, we certainly could use Baker could use a bounce back. Nobody, nobody has cost themselves more money, uh, more uh, more financials this year than Baker Mayfield, which is a shame. Um, truly, I, I you know I don't I don't I don't. I don't think Baker's all that good of a quarterback, but like I'm not actively rooting for him to lose money. I think that stinks. G-Man on base says, uh, G-Man on base says Rex, Chap- Rex Chapman way underwhelming as an analyst. Yeah, I saw that Rex Chapman's on a lot of these like studio shows. And I and I don't know, you know, I know Rex obviously had a had a major uh college basketball career at Kentucky. I know that, you know, Rex Chapman's story is fascinating about how he's overcome things like opioid addiction and uh how it really derailed his professional career and you know, he's turned into a into a viral video sensation on the internet. I mean, he's really an aggregator. He takes other people's viral videos, but still, like Rex, you know, Rex does great on Twitter. But um, yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't, I don't really listen to the studio shows that much. It's just, you know, I don't um when I I'm I'm a weirdo. I watch games on mute a lot of times, and like halftime is when I'm checking my phone or I'm doing, you know, emails or you know, trying to take notes for something that I need to work on for the next day or something like that. So there's not a lot of these studio shows that I listen to, but I have I have heard that kind of feedback generally about Rex Chapman. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not sure why he's on on the broadcast, but you know, I mean, maybe listen, if it's his first year doing it, then uh I mean, you guys, for for those of you who are here day one of primetime, do you know how terrible I 
I, I, I hope that nobody ever goes back and pulls up like one of these old shows, like from my first radio show when I was at 1025 doing that Friday night thing that nobody listened to, or, you know, my first like full-time radio show now that when I started the, the gig at the zone or my first primetime show, like all of this, I'm sure was just wretched. So, you know, give him a, give him a little, give him a little break. Cause I don't think he's done studio shows before, but no, the correct answer on who needs to bounce back. The correct answer is Urban Meyer, who again, even though he's been fired from the NFL since December, was back in the news. This 99 guy on the Rams, he's always got two people blocking him. I think we can take him one-on-one, whoever it is. That, that 15 on the Chiefs, is that is that Jackson Mahomes' brother? I see him on TikTok a lot. Hmm, this uh, Bosa guy seems familiar. There's two of them. Hmm. Yeah, look at this 33 here on Seattle. I don't know his name, I just call him Blitzboy. Yeah, we should block him. Sheesh, this is like playing Alabama every week. All right, so you're saying all the best players from all the best colleges are, are in this league? Seems unfair. See, I really like this running back right here. What's his name? Hmm? James Robinson? Huh? Oh. Hey, James. I didn't know. Are, are you on our team? Huh. Probably shouldn't have taken a running back in the first round, then. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Go back on that. No, no, not the route or the defense. Who cares about that crap? I want to, yeah, right there, right there. You see that? See how he's dunking the ball over the goalpost? Why aren't we doing more of that? All right, guys, I don't know if this is the right time or not, but I told Tebow I'd find a spot for him. Where are we at? I mean, like, quarterback, starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. Forgot we drafted what's-his-face. Travis? All right, well, maybe you try him a tight end. Debo Samuel? <laughs> That sounds made up. Hey, by the way, after road games, is it like mandatory to fly back with the team? Or do coaches ever like, you know, hang back? It's so good. Uh, it's a tremendous video. Producer Reed found that on the internet. I hadn't seen it until just now. It is laugh out loud funny. That, of course, is mocking the Urban Meyer report that came out on The Athletic the author of which is going to be Mike Sando, who's, of course, one of the most famous and best NFL reporters that we have. Mike Sando, who was uh, one half of the reporting on that Urban Meyer story in The Athletic, where he doesn't know who Aaron Donald and Debo Samuel are. <laughs> Just doesn't know who the best players in the NFL are. Um, he's, you know, he's doing all sorts of ridiculous shit, like saying that John Brown uh, isn't smart enough to run route concepts, and Trevor, he's telling Trevor Lawrence... Hey, these boys from the South, you got to slow it down for them because their transcripts ain't right, even though Trevor Lawrence is from the South. So then you're just doing racism at that point if you're Urban Meyer. Like, the story in The Athletic is ridiculous. Um, but uh, Mike Sando is going to be on on the radio show tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, uh, old creepy Uncle Herb could be uh, about as good about He could be a weekly bounce back candidate. <sighs> He's been fired since December, and yet he still ends up in the news. Tough scene. All right. Great show this week. Thank you guys for hanging out. Appreciate you all uh, for participating the way that you do Sunday to Thursday night. Your comments are what makes this show go. Thank you as always. Make sure you support well. What makes the show go uh, outside of you guys is the way that you support our great sponsors. DraftKings Sportsbook, Brian Mechanical, Two Rivers Ford, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. They make it free for you. 
so we can hang out Sunday through Thursday night. Have a great weekend. If you don't, uh, if you don't hang out with us on the radio show tomorrow, of course, we would love for you to hang out with us on the radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We got Adam Sparks talking Tennessee balls, spring practices starting up this week. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. We're going to break down Robert Woods and Austin Hooper. We've got Mike Sando to talk about the Serban Meyer scandal and everything happening in the NFL at this point. So it's going to be a fun one. Make sure you're hanging out. But if not, 615 Sessions podcast will be in your A to Z Sports Podcast Network feed tomorrow. Our Titans media panelists are John Burton and Ben Arthur from the Tennessee. So we'll have a great time doing that. Hopefully we will get you guys on one of those two, if not both. And if not, I'll talk to you on Sunday on A to Z Sports Primetime.